0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for ACOD.
1: Hi. Mom. People are gonna think you're my boy toy. Don't
2: say that. 2.3% of the adult population have OCD. Sit, Dad. Forget it, I'll go. Fine. 5% have ADHD. You leave, he wins.
0: Right, well, I'm not, you go.
2: And 54% are ACOD, adult Children of Divorce. You have both turned a nine-year marriage into a hundred-year war. Thank you for seeing me on such short notice. So, uh, what brings you here? Well, my brother's getting married. What's it been, three or four months? Oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God. Whoa. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. It's been like four months.
2: My parents are, you know, being a nightmare. Please tell me you are not your father's son. If I ever see that woman, I'd kick her in the balls. Your dad he has a new wife. Wife number three.
0: Bring me my babies.
2: Mommy! I guess I'm just looking for someone to talk to.
0: But I am not a therapist.
2: But you are my therapist.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I saw you as part of a study of the effects of divorce on on children. Oh. I wrote a book about it. She didn't use
2: your real name. You were like Robert or something. It's Rick. Rick! You're Rick. You're totally Rick. You know, according to this, Rick is a total disaster. You do realize that Rick now owns a successful business and has a beautiful girlfriend. So you read it. There's
0: no current research about people like you. People like me? ACODs, adult children of divorce. Do you realize you are the least parented generation ever ever? So how
2: do you two know each other? We're part of a... Book club. Book club. We're in a...
0: book club. So you're afraid of making the same mistakes your parents made? No. No. I'm gonna call that echoing. Echoing. No, it's not echoing. And I've just coined a new term and I think it's clever. Do you know how many men I could have married? A lot of men. And I married your father who had an adult son the same age as me.
2: Like a year younger than you. You think? Yeah.
0: Congratulations.
2: It's irrelevant. I know you think you know better. That's a trait you get from your father.
0: I do know better.
2: I shielded you. You were a last-ditch effort to save this marriage. That's a stupid lie. Darling, you were an accident. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator from MTV News, Josh
0: Horowitz, and tonight's guests, Stuart Zickerman and Adam Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming out. Uh, We are on the eve of ACOD. This opens tomorrow. This is a very funny film, guys, as you've seen from the trailer. Uh, An amazing cast, an amazing co-writer and director here. Stu and Adam, of course, is the lead here. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, so let's first of all, you you guys have a sense of, I think, the storyline of this from the trailer, but ACOD, is this an actual term? Am I ignorant? Does this actually exist in society?
1: Uh, Now it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we we did some reading of. Uh, there's a lot of research that's come out in the last couple of years about children of divorce, and uh, we just tried to put an acronym together from that. Sort of was an aggregate of all the um, all the research. So where does
0: this begin? You co-wrote the the script, as I said, and you obviously directed this uh, film. What's the what's the nugget that this began with?
1: Um, it kind of began with this thing that actually um, this one sort of autobiographical moment in the movie that was a seminal moment in my life, which. Um, my parents had been through a horrible divorce, and they were not speaking. And my uh, my sister got engaged, and my parents would not agree to come to the wedding. Basically, I invited them each to dinner to get them to the same table to talk, which they hadn't done in like five or six years. And um, and uh, so that moment was sort of like this, the kernel of an idea to, to to do a comedy about divorce. Divorce is surprisingly it's
0: something that that we've seen a lot uh, depicted odd in film. Um, as in green for drama. It's surprisingly not so much for comedy. It is kind of a surprise, isn't it, given that, um, you know, where there's tragedy, there's there's yeah. comedy, obviously.
1: It's never really been done before. Um, and we, you know, I grew up on movies like Kramer versus Kramer and, and movies like that that um, were sad and tragic, but they were not, um, you know, my parents' divorce was kind of like weird and irreverent, and it was sad, but it was like funny at times, you know? And as you grow older and you're, you look back on it, you tend to reflect on things that, you know, now you can see them with a different eye. And um, it's been fun to make this movie because it gives people a license to laugh at stuff that has always been kind of painful. Um, people In seem fact,
2: to... when you go see the movie, you're given your ticket and an actual license to laugh huh. at things that before you didn't feel like you could laugh at. It's great. It has your photo on it, has your address
0: which in Worst this economy is a, is a nice thing to have any kind of bonus, like an actual... Like, it's year. Yeah,
2: yeah, now you have that license for the rest of your life. You can laugh, laugh at horrible things.
0: <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: like Stu. Thank Adam, you, sir, in the front row for <laughs> laughing.
0: Uh, if you can touch one person out there... Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, you make it all worth it. <laughs> like, Stu, you are an ACOD. Yeah. I am. Um, scale of 1 to 10, how funny was your parents' divorce? Oh... 12.
2: <laughs> Hilarious. Um, no, my parents uh, getting divorced happened when I was very young, and it was actually very peaceful and amicable, and, and we had a great upbringing, and there was never, we never, there was like no tension or arguments or anything. Somehow they kind of protected us from all that, uh, my siblings and I.
0: This is very much a film, like, for these times, too. I mean, you couldn't have made this movie in the same way 40 years ago because, frankly, the numbers, I mean, the majority of people here anywhere are probably ACOD, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, it's one of the first things Adam and I talked about when we met about the movie, which is we are part of the first generation to come of age um, in the culture of divorce. So, like, they're really, you know, for 50% of people born in, you know, the 70s, really, like, we have no role models for love. And um, I thought that was a really interesting thing to make a movie about. Um, you know, I I definitely my parents made a mess of of things, and I had no you know, um, no clue. You know, <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cast here, and it begins with Mr. Scott here, who is your leading man, and um, give me a sense. So, so how, did you know Adam prior to this? How did uh, How did you get involved,
1: Adam? Um, I was a fan of Party Down. Um, should make that movie. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, when you go to make a movie, um, you know, there's people that people want you to put in it, and then there's people you really want to put in it. And I really wanted Adam to play the lead, and so he was the first person that we got. You know, I, I didn't know him, and I got him the script uh, through back channels, and um, you know, I was lucky enough to get a meeting with him, and we talked and. We we're off and running, and you know what's great about the state of movies right now is studios are not making a lot of movies. Um, you know, everyone for a good part or a good script or a good cast, like people just want to be in it, and people really, you know, Adams worked with a lot of people. People, you know, want to work with him, and you know, we started going to some of the other actors, and they just said yes. And it was, you know, once you start to get a few of these actors, your phone starts to ring, you know, and all of a sudden everybody wants to be in it
0: this um i mean in the last few years especially for you adam thanks i would think to uh you know parks and rec and other uh, endeavors you had a chance to be the leading guy in, in films like this i remember you know friends with kids was another great opportunity like this is there is there a different approach when you are number one on the call sheet versus part of an ensemble i mean this is an ensemble as well but you're it rests on your shoulders you're the you're right the eyes well, and for the audience
2: right it's- It's scarier because if you suck, then the movie sucks. Right. (laughs) Um, So there is that sort of added pressure because usually I could suck and the movie would be fine um, if you're in a smaller (laughs) role. It's true. Um, Yeah, so there's that. And you also have to sort of um, modulate what you're doing because, you know, in the past, like especially the first sort of. 10 years of my career when i was just doing like guest spots and tiny parts in movies and stuff i would try to just lay everything on to my couple of minutes that i had and just (laughs) i just overdid it and um just to try and stick out or show that i could do um something Um, and so when you're when you're in every scene of the movie or in most of the movie you have to Mellow out and just kind of be patient, and you just know that you have plenty of time to, to uh, to show that you kind of know what you're doing. Um,
1: he, he's being modest. It takes a, a lot of restraint because you know we talked about movies that we loved, like um, Flirting with Disaster, right? Which is a you know if you look back at that movie, Ben Stiller doesn't really crack a joke the whole movie. You know he's playing the straight man, and everything around him is swirling around and crazy, and it 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 takes a lot of restraint. Um, to, you know, we had a lot of chaos swirling around Adam's character, and, um, you know, he's a wonderful actor, and he was able to sort of modulate his performance. It was great.
0: I would think it's also a challenge, considering that, obviously, the TV job is a full-time job, and you only have so many months to squeeze in a cool film or two. uh, It's hard enough to find a great project, let alone in that window of time.
2: Yeah, I was really lucky this summer, which was summer before last um, summer of... Uh, 2012, Year of Our Lord, 2012, (laughs) Um, I was able to do this and The Secret Life of Walter Mitty both on my hiatus from the show, and um, so it was a very, very lucky uh, summer for me. Why why am I just bragging about the... It's
0: a beautiful uh, thing. You should be happy. (laughs) It
2: was a beautiful summer, Josh. (laughs) It was gorgeous.
0: Uh, let's take another uh, look at your lovely film, your gorgeous film, uh, uh, the work of Adam Scott and some of the ensemble in this. Uh, first clip from ACOD, please.
2: I don't know what to call it.
0: Well, what did you call it when you
2: busted him with a six foot swede named Elka? How is that relevant? How is that relevant? Have you forgotten the last 20 years? You hate each other. Carter, I, I know you think you know better. That's a trait you get from your father. I do know better. But the heart wants what the heart wants. Come on. We are very confused. So we're going to Wildwood this weekend, and we're going to figure it all out. There's um, a bluegrass festival. We're going, and we're going to know
0: to- Crystal Lake, and it's jazz.
2: What happened to Wildwood?
0: I couldn't get the rate on the room. So. And when were you going to tell me? I'm telling you now.
2: No, you weren't going
0: to tell me. Yeah, I You I were tell not. You I have to draw. Get out of here, again. i not anything out of me. Hey! It's the, like
2: pulling teeth. You're not going anywhere, either of you. You are staying here. Do You hear me? You stop it now, both of you.
0: Uh, Of course, the amazing Catherine O'Hara and Richard Jenkins, a part of this insane ensemble. And a reunion with uh, Richard's stepbrothers. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Give me a sense from both your perspectives, what it's like to act with these. Obviously, they play your parents in the film. Um, Catherine's comedic work is legendary. Richard can do anything. Uh, to act opposite them and to and to direct them in an ensemble like this just to me a sense.
2: It was so fun. I mean, Catherine O'Hara, it's a, SCTV is just one of the great uh, things ever on television, and is still just it just holds up so well. If you anyone hasn't seen it and gets a chance, get the DVDs of SCTV. It's just all the Eugene Levy, John Candy, Martin Short, Rick Catherine Moranis. O'Hara, Rick Moranis. Um so great. And and Catherine is amazing, also in the Christopher Guest movies, of course, and, and Home, Alone. Uh, Home Alone. She's too. the best. And so getting to um getting to uh, anyone ever see Home Alone 3, by the way?
0: They switched kids. Yeah, yeah.
2: I never I didn't even know it existed. Now I'm showing my kids the Home Alone movies, and sure enough, there's a Home Alone 3.
0: I think you can stop after two, probably.
2: Okay, we have a clip from Home Alone 3. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so so yeah so working with her and meeting her was great and, and I've since got to I, uh, gotten a chance to work with her again and um, so it's it's amazing and um, Richard Jenkins we worked on um, uh, Step Brothers together and it's just he's so fun he's so like you never know what Richard's gonna do it's really exciting same with Catherine it's just exciting working with them and those scenes where that I get with just the two of them. I just get to watch them, and uh, it's it's really Richard's perfect. not
1: a joke cracker. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a comedian, so he's like, you know, all the comedy, and he's wickedly funny in this movie. Um, all the comedy is coming from a place of just finding what's real, you know, the actual stakes in the scene. Um, and he is um, he's just a really kind human being. I mean, you know, this is my first movie I've ever directed, and, like, on day three, you know, like, you're feeling overwhelmed. Richard literally walked over to me at one point, just put his arm around me, and he's like, you're doing a good job. Like, that, you know, like, fuck, you know, it's so <laughs> nice. Um, and Catherine is like one of those rare people, like even Amy Poehler, like, bows down to Catherine. I mean, like, you know, she was so excited to work with Catherine and everyone, you know, and Adam and I were talking about this earlier today, there's a scene in the movie and it takes place in a Japanese restaurant and, you know, with one of those, um, you know, where you sit down at the tables at and, uh, and uh, Catherine, <laughs> Literally, would improv, like just sitting down at the table, and the whole crew and the whole cast, everybody sitting around the table would just laugh. You know, she would do it for a minute, minute and a half, and every time it was different. And she's, you know, she's a genius. I mean.
0: Speaking of, of, of Richard and, and, and Step Brothers, I mean, I've heard you talk about this before where your experience in Step Brothers, which was, I, I would argue, a turning point for your career probably in terms of working in comedies, was kind of an overwhelming and really frightening experience at the time, right? You kind of felt a little bit in over your head, and the irony now that you're like, you're again. You're the guy in the comedy, and the and the distance distance between those two things is, is interesting to note in a short period of time. Uh, thanks. Yeah, Step Brothers was
2: really fun, but it was also um, really scary uh, because those guys do a lot of improvisation, and at the at the time, I had no real experience and didn't really know how to do that. And you know, and it was with, you know, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and um, it was like I. I Compare it to uh, learning how to throw the pole vault at the Olympics. (laughs) Like having your first lesson in the competition. You you
1: throw a javelin and you do a pole vault.
2: Yes, at the same time. (laughs) So it was really uh, difficult. Is that really how it works? Okay, (laughs) I'm a sports nut. Uh, So... So yeah, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a really intense but very fun experience I kind of fell in love with, uh, with the whole thing.
0: Is, is there much of a difference? Obviously both of you have worked a lot in television as well as film. Stu's mentioned this is the first time f- directing a feature. Is there a difference, a quote-unquote difference, in acting for TV versus film in a way you approach and the camera and the way you interact with the camera? And for you, directing for film versus a TV project?
2: I mean, for acting, not really. I mean, it's just quicker. Television is quicker, but like a movie like this, we shot it in 24 days, which is really fast. Um, and we shoot an episode of Parks in five days, so it's roughly the same speed. So it kind of felt the same. Um, but uh, but you know, bigger movies take longer. You know, so you have like four months to shoot something, whereas this we had five weeks.
0: And so. for you, Stu, I mean, obviously, first feature, that's an overwhelming experience, as you said. You've got some boost uh, from yeah. people like Richard Jenkins, but...
1: Um, you know, I've been a, in TV, um, I've been a showrunner, which is, um, you know, where you you create a show and, and it's harder than directing because you have to actually keep writing, you know, and you're, you're still writing and you're shooting a new episode every eight days, and um, but you do gain a lot of confidence from doing that, and I came to the movie with a fair amount of confidence um, from that. Um, But really, you know, there's a big learning curve to directing your first movie. I would do 100 things different if I could do it over. But I tried not to focus on too many things. I just tried to focus on like, you know, I was saying earlier today with with this movie, I just tried to focus on tone. Because, you know, we were gonna make a movie that was a comedy but with an undertone of divorce. And I felt like if it was too funny at times or too serious at times, like, I just kept trying to figure out where the tone is. You know. And there were times where we'd be doing something that was really funny, but it just felt like it didn't fit, you know? or something that was too dramatic and it felt like it didn't fit. Um, and I just tried to rely on that instinct.
0: Well, I and mean, tone is literally the thing that you hear from directors of have been directing for 30, 40 years. That's the toughest mm-hmm. nut to crack. And, and I think you did an excellent job the first yeah. go around, so congrats, Thanks, man. Josh. Okay, so let's show one more clip, and then we'll open it up to uh, some questions from you guys, Okay. Uh, Another clip from ACOD. Can you give me just a second? Sure.
2: Hey, Sandra, what's up?
0: Hey, how's the father-son retreat going?
2: Um, what?
0: When's your tea time?
2: My, where are you?
0: I'm at my sorority reunion at Cornell.
2: You went to Cornell?
0: Shocking, Carter. Put your father on. Oh my God, JJ, you look amazing. What? Hello?
2: He's... he's at the... the... at the pro shop? Well, go get him. I can't, I can't... Just yell his name. You know, I'm getting my clubs cleaned. Can I have him call you right back?
0: Oh my god, forget it. Just tell him I look really good, that I look better than a lot of people here. Okay? Oh, we haven't even mentioned Amy Poehler, obviously, reteaming in a much different kind of a collab. So she's your step- The step-mom. Polster. The Polster, is that what you call her? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you ever see Amy Poehler on the street, just say, hey, Polster. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never done that before, so let's not start that. But she does play, um, as opposed to Parks and Rec, she's your stepmom.
2: Yeah, we hate each other's guts in this movie. And it was super fun, because in real life, we hate each other's right. guts. <laughs> Um, No, it was really fun because we had just wrapped that season of Parks and Recreation and so um, being able to go and do something totally different because we're always just, you know, making googly eyes at each other all day on parks. And so in this, we're just absolute enemies. We just hate each other. Um, It was
0: super fun. Totally. All right. Let's see what you guys got out there. Some questions from the audience, please. Hey, guys. So um, my question is for both of you. What were some challenges that you guys saw um, that you had to do in the film, whether it be for
1: acting or directing? Challenges. Um, I think the biggest challenge is um, trying to get it done, you know, in a way that you feel um, like you're not just getting it done. You know what I mean? It's very easy to just, like, plop the camera down, not easy, but you could fall into a trap of plopping the camera down and just getting, you know, a master and two singles and get out, you know, and um, and there were times in the making, you know, when you have 24 days to make a movie, you actually have to um, you know, I planned all these shots and, you know, but you have no time to rehearse them and you get this camera move and you got to get the performance right and then you try it six times and it's not working and then you have to go in for coverage, you know. Um, and You know, it's really just trying to get yourself to the edit room with enough material to make a great movie. And um, that was my whole, you know, to me that was the biggest challenge and, um, you know, I think we did. I think you said
0: 24 days was the shooting yeah. schedule. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have any time to even go off the page, or did you want to? I mean, did you just basically stick to what the script that you invented? Well, wrote? we would
1: stick to the script, and then, you know, if we would get it done in four or five takes, we would do, you know, you have all these incredible actors you can't not do, you know, so we would do a take afterwards where we'd throw the script out and let them just sort of go. Um, or I'd roll the camera after the scene was over and let them keep playing it out um, just to see what they would come up with. Um... Yeah, I mean if you start to if you start to fall in love with, oh guys, that was so funny, do it again, you know. Um you you're just fucked, you know.
0: There's a lesson for first time filmmakers. Okay. More questions, please.
1: Thank you. Um so what advice do you have for adult children of divorce? I'm one, as is my brother, so <laughs> we're always looking for, you know, some kind of way to deal with those weddings, um those family events, Christmas, et cetera. You know, um, Pretty much since Sundance, people have been asking me that question, and I say the same thing every time. I still don't know. Just because you make a movie about it doesn't mean, you know, I still am dealing with this stuff, you know, in my family all the time. I don't know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving this year. It's already an issue. Um, and, um, you know, uh, but the one thing I do think is that um, at the end of the day, I do not want this movie to be about divorce, per se, or Adult Children of Divorce. I wanted it to be about, um, to me, the true nature of becoming an adult is um, being able to look back on your on your childhood and whatever you've been through to sort of move on from it and realize that you are free to make your own mistakes and, and, and such. And so um, I guess my best advice would be get over it.
0: <laughs> Suck it up and move on. <laughs> Hard knock life. Okay. I can't Uh. do it. (laughs) Hi. This is for both of you. What is the most interesting, positive development that came out of your parents' divorces? Like, or funny. Like, for example, when my parents were getting divorced, that's when I learned 90% of the swears I know from hearing my mom talk to my dad on the phone.
2: I mean, again, our family situation. It wasn't a negative at all. It was all kind of fine, so I don't know. I
1: think for Adam, you know, it's that people can go through a divorce and not make it miserable for their kids. You know, for for me, I learned a lot of swear words. Um, but, um, no, I, you know, the biggest thing I learned, you know, my parents now are very, very, very good friends. Um, and uh, they do a lot of things together. They talk every day. Um, I think it's weird, but um, <laughs> you know i uh, i think that the thing to you know my, the thing i learned is that um nothing's forever in terms of hatred you know people can get over anything
0: uh yeah i i wanted to ask when you're in the process of putting the film together and you've you've stepped back from conceiving it and you're actually in production how do you stay uh, in touch with what you're trying to get artistically out of the film how do you How do you stay in touch with what you really want to learn and take away from the making of a piece of art like that?
1: Um, Well, you know, I did something that, you know, to me this was a single character journey movie, and so it was really important that we always clocked, you know, you shoot the movie out of order, so it was really important that we clocked where the character was at different times. And so I had typed up this thing, like this two-page thing, about, you know, literally paragraph by paragraph of where the... You know where Adam's character would be at different times of the movie. So if we were ever shooting and we're lost, we could just look at it. And I gave it to Adam. I think you burned it on like day two.
2: No, I had it. I <laughs> I
1: referred to it. <laughs> um, I wiped my butt with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it's 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 a lot about being prepared. I mean, I was super duper prepared, and even then, you know, there're gonna be days where I was telling a story yesterday about when we shot. You'll see when you all go see the movie a couple of times, um, you'll see there's a scene in this Japanese tea room, and we have all like eight characters around the table, and we were running out of time. You know, like I had to shoot the whole thing in one day. It was eight pages. And it was like the fourth day of shooting, and so we literally, um, because we couldn't take the wall out, we didn't have time to put the wall back on, take the other wall out, relight, and turn around. We literally just moved the actors to the other side of the table, so we flip-flopped the actors, And
2: like moved a couple paintings to make it look slightly different. Yeah,
1: and if you actually go back and watch the movie a second time in theaters and pay for it, um, (laughs) you will see like the windows not in the right place when you cut to the other side. But no one would ever notice, you know. And so it's things like that you got to be ready to move on the fly. And who
2: had that idea? John Bailey. I thought it was me. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Um, you did. Yeah, no, it wasn't my idea.
0: Hello, this is for Adam. Um, I just want to say your performance in The Vicious Kind is one of my favorite performances ever. Thanks. And, um yeah. Thank you. And now that you're getting more leading roles now, do you think you want to continue doing leading roles or do you want to just get whatever's a good role for you, whether you are interested in a leading part or more supporting roles?
2: Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's more about the material and, and if I think it's something I can bring something to something unique to, or, um, or if I think that uh, it's, uh, it's something I haven't really done before. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, I I like, um, I like both. I like being in a supporting role. Um, There's a a lot about it that's really great, and then being in a leading role is great too because you get to really kind of, like I was saying before, you kind of spread the performance out a bit and really kind of figure out the behavior of the character and this. And I and I enjoy working, so the more I work, the better I am. I think sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess the answer is kind of both i kind of enjoy both
0: thanks i guess this is an open question Um, how many of the ad-lib takes made it to the final cut of the movie is there particular scenes we should be looking out for any really good ones um
1: you know we really ad-lib scenes as much as we there were moments um you can look for anything that Jane and Adam did together. There were some really funny moments between uh, Jane and Adam, um, including a very funny cocaine line that um, of Jane's. Uh, um, but um, it, a lot of it was in the small moments. Like there's a really, you know, um, in character behavior. You know, there's a funny, Clark Duke who's a very funny actor you know, this one line, I don't even know why I think it's that funny, but he goes to, to, you know, the buzzer rings in the apartment, he goes to open the, press the buzzer, and Adam says, like, don't, don't let him in. He says, I just let him in. He says, but, I said, don't let him in. And he says, there's no, you know, there isn't an unbuzz button, you know, or something like that. (laughs) And like, that's just funny, you know? Um, So you put it in.
2: Hi, this is for Adam. Um, What was it like working with Jane Lynch since Party Down? Well, since party Down, Jane has become very famous. So I don't know if this is the place, but she's a pain in the ass. Uh, no, it was great. It was exactly the same, and we I just love her very, very much. She's a, just a just a terrific person and, and so fun to work with just so fun, and always comes up with a weird backdoor into the scene, and just weird, just finds weird ways of saying lines and stuff. She just makes me laugh, and she's just a ter- just terrific. Um, it was super fun, and it was, it was like no time had passed. I guess it had probably been like three years since she left Party Down, um, and we'd see each other every once in a while since then, but had worked together and and it was it was really great super fun
0: Hi um, I'm also a ACOD, and I feel like if I wrote a script about my parents like this they would flip out so what was uh, your parents reactions and then I guess for Adam um, did your parents have any reaction with you starring in it
1: Uh my parents uh well the movie the movie's not about them and they don't actually don't even remember the moment where I brought them together for my sister's wedding they have very neatly forgotten about it. Um, <laughs> it's great, um,
2: but you're so still
0: wrapped up and uh,
1: it's just you know it's I feel like you
0: went fun. to another place there for a second. Yeah, I
1: did. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm still thinking about Thanksgiving. Thanks a lot. Um, uh, no, my parents are really happy. You know, for for me, I think that any parent, our parents, you know, in in our business, um, they still don't know what the hell we do. You know, so the fact that we're just doing anything, I think they're just happy that we're working and getting paid.
2: Yeah, my parents haven't seen the movie, and I don't think they quite know exactly what it is. Um, so we'll see. I mean, again, it's such a different situation than, than, than our family situation, but I don't know. I'll be curious to see their reaction. Adam, huge fan. Um, Thanks. So uh what was uh, filming the intimate scene when Jessica Alba like <laughs> so gross <laughs> Ugh. God why'd you have to bring that up? It's <laughs> the worst. Oh, was, I mean, you know, there's was...
0: what do you think? <laughs> I think we ended, ended pretty strong. That's the, that's the money question of the night. Um, thank you guys for your questions. Thanks for being out here tonight. Uh, check out ACOD in theaters uh, as we tape this tomorrow. It's awesome, guys. Uh, thanks to Adam Scott, Stuart Zickerman. Thank you.
2: Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for coming, nice everybody. Guys.